I don't remember what I did there. Oh, we're live. They caught us. They caught us pants mm. up because we're gentlemen. You can't we're catch us. We're talking about synths. <laughs> we're talking about synths. I just had a kombucha emergency. Uh, okay, so I got this kombucha, and um, I was like, want to cool it off, right? So it, as it, like an idiot, instead of putting it in the fridge, I put it in the door, which has been opening and closing, opening and closing, opening and closing. So I'm like, oh, quick. Uh, we're about to go live, schmoozing with Soul Clap, and I pop the top. Boom! Oh, that no. hasn't happened to me in years because I thought I wasn't an idiot, but lo and behold, your old buddy Charles Levine has not learned from his errors, and uh, I lost half my booch. All that fermentation. Gotcha. <laughs> Welcome to the remember, show, everybody. I remember like the last time this happened, I was sitting on an airplane, I think next to you, and I cracked the top, and sorry, Delta. Um, Yeah, so this is uh, Shmuzma Soul Clap. Hey, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to the show. Um, we've got a great show for you today. We got, we got some climate chat, as usual. Um. We got our Bandcamp song of the week. And then we got our main event. The one like Byron, the Aquarius, amazing player, producer. Dropped some serious gems of music this year. So really excited to get him on, play some of his music, chat about some stuff. He's an all-around awesome guy. And the only house producer I know from Alabama. Yeah, that's right. It's a great point. That's a good. We'll talk to talk to him about that. I can't wait um, to talk about that. Let's run that intro and get into run it. it. This is something special for you. Schmooze, schmooze. So, so, that's it. Talk amongst yourselves. Schmooze, schmooze. So, 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 are you ready? The show's about to start. Woo! Yes. How you doing this week, buddy? Other than did other than emergency, I think I feel like it, that is like a metaphor for my week. You know, unexpected. Uh, I don't know. It's been a, it's been a weird week. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little discombobulated. I had a major tech tech meltdown. I short circuited the brand new Sony camera that I was using. That's, that's why your that's why your skin looks so ugly today, to dude. I'm <laughs> ugly today. <laughs> I'm back to regular. No, but I realized what was going on there too. There's like a filter that like makes your eyes wider and your teeth brighter and ah, oh, so beautiful. Oh well. Soon you'll be back to your beautiful <laughs> be real to my your reality. <laughs> your beautiful filtered. Reality. That's kind of sad is all, and strange. This is all fake, man. It's only real once the, when the filters are on. The rest I mean, of the look, is not real. Old school, you would have like makeup and wardrobe, you know. Yeah, but you know, we're we're on a budget here on uh, <laughs> shoes. <laughs> we're not even wearing shoes. I'm not wearing shoes. I'm not wearing shoes either, bro. I got my smart little socks tootsies? on. <laughs> My smart wool socks because it's a little chilly here in my basement. Oh. Shout out to smart wool. Only way to go. <laughs> Yo, can we get sponsored by smart wool? I, I would have no. There's just a bunch of different. No you know, you can, there's so many different companies that do it. It's not like one thing, is it? It's not like <sighs> the smart wool company. It's just it, like. You oh, know where they, smart wool comes from? Where? 
Smart Sheep. Oh, um, uh, so from today, I wanted to talk about we're going to talk about Quintana Roo, a region of Mexico um, where there's multiple interesting things going on, as always. First and foremost, let's start with the, let's start with the negative before we go positive. Um, Quintana Roo is where Tulum is located, the village slash tourist destination of privileged rich folks, uh, even during a pandemic, who have continued partying like nothing is going on in the rest of the world. That's true. Um, they've had mo- multiple festivals that have. One at least has been called a super spreader event as people returned to their rich neighborhoods in New York and, and other places in the world, um, spreading COVID with them. And there was another one planned. I think that cooler heads have maybe prevailed now, um, but there is another big rave planned down there or art festival planned down there recently that you brought to my attention, Charlie. Tell me a little more about that. Yeah, well, this this festival is called Zamna Festival. And I didn't realize 17 days long. I mean, look, I like a good rave. I like a good festival. I miss BPM that used to happen <laughs> right there in Quintana Roo in Playa del Carmen. That was my jam. I mean, yeah, it's the jam. I mean, Tulum's beautiful. Playa's dope. Mexico is like an incredible place. 17 days, though? I mean... Burning Man's what seven to ten days, seventeen days. Like you got, you're gonna be dehydrated. <laughs> I wish I could say that that's seventeen days because the first week is quarantining and making sure that you're not sick. But obviously, no, it's, it's not. Raving. Um, yeah. So look, there was there's a quote here on this website about any kind of precautions. Did I see um, that there? Let's go, let's go roll, scroll down here. Let's scroll down and look at some of these artists that are performing. Well, I just wanted to just you know, say there was these are like a, some of the biggest electronic music artists, house and techno artists in the world. No, no consideration for what's going. On. Damian Lazarus, he's been a guest on our show. Damian, what's up, dude? There is there is a great quote here from this guy, uh, Timothy Bre- Doctor Timothy Brewer, who's a professor of epidemiology at UCLA, Fielding School of Public Health and Medicine, um, in regards to p- those who are a attending the dance parties in the Tulum, he says, are they on a different planet than the rest of us and don't realize there's a pandemic going on? That's like sums up so much of exactly what I'm thinking when I see these things. Let's, says go, let's it, go down. In the country as a whole, nine, 18 to 49-year-olds are driving the pandemic. That's yeah. where about 60% of the infections are occurring and hospitaliz- hospitalizations are going up even more so than deaths. So some of these 18 to 40-year-olds are ending up in hospitals and could p- potentially even d- die from... Well, here's the thing also. It's like you're exposing the local community there. So you can party. Um, Not only are you exposing the local community, but like because the border has been closed between Europe and the United States, a lot of people are using Mexico as like a point of destination origin, you know, the, to triangulate their travels. So look, to be fair, they have a whole, let's hit play on that video for guests. Let's just, we don't need to listen to the volume, but let's just yeah, run this is this is a weird video. It's it's so like, um, there are self, there dystopian. are health protocols. Okay. So before we jump to conclusions, let's just, let's just see what happens here oh, when you're God. a guest at Zomna 17 day yeah. Tulum festival. Yeah. I did catch a typo in this as well. <laughs> 
Previous Jill Spencer, oh, they're going to have hand sanitizer, which actually it's shown that it's airborne, y'all. Well, no, but can't you like scoop it up off a, you can't scoop it up off a surface? I mean, you can, but it's very, very small chances. It's the airborneness. And look, it's going to be outside. They're doing temperature testing. So they're doing something. Yeah, but look, it's so weird. Completely without. Let's be real though, like. People going to a bar rave, you're you're either wasted by the time or you're coming up on your pill or whatever. So imagine having to go through all this as a young raver out there, a little bit litty. Well, and, look, uh, fair, like, look, then they pull you aside if you get a hot reading. Right. They give you a temperature. They do your throat culture, throat test. Oxygen. That the. Yep. And then, Are they okay, actually do doing it? That's the real question. If you get a positive test result, then you get handed over to the authorities. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, there, I think, look, one other makes their own decisions, and like, I understand being home in your city, wherever you're from, and being like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go to a party," and you know, your chances are the majority of people you're putting at risk are your community. And yourself, right? It's like, oh, I like this Ollie Duncan temp check, the new velvet rope. <laughs> you know, your, your temperature's too high. You're not getting it. Um, so, look, I understand. Like, look, you know, people need a party. I understand. But like getting on an airplane, flying to a place that's not your home, so much privilege involved in this. And it's just kind of, it's just kind of sad to see our it's scene upsetting. taking not, it's not really caring about anybody other than themselves. It's upsetting. And look, yeah. speaking about not caring about anybody but themselves or the bottom line, the one thing that uh, the other thing that really popped out of me about this article is like, OK, the people from, you know, Daily Beast or or whoever is like doing the investigation here mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, they're reaching out to the organize organizers of this Zomna Festival who are, you know, declined to comment on the story. And the. uh the Daily Beast what, it also emailed multiple members of the Quintana Roo government listed on the website, including this mayor, Victor Masta, who is publicly known, well known as being a shareholder in one of the large venues called Casa Tortuga, which is a cenote party. So, you know. So the government's in on it. I mean, the you know, I love, in on the take. We love this region of Quintana Roo because we used to go to BPM there. But I think the reality is, as we've maybe learned more, there's a lot of environmental impacts and impacts on the community there that are we're not taking into consideration as tourists or as techno tourists going down there. And, you know, it's already Tulum was already kind of problematic even before this because of the environmental impacts and because of the impacts all this kind of un, unabashed tourism was having on the on the ecosystem and the community so you know it's tough and it's something that people should be thinking about and at least you know acknowledging learning about before they make these kind of decisions to go to these places and just while out right while out at home have an impact on yourself and your community we're so close too we're so close they yeah. just started vaccinating look, on people. the positive side in the same region Quintana Roo which has been hit by not one, but two major hurricanes in the season, Hurricane Delta and Hurricane Zeta. There is some positive, a positive that has come out of this, which is a reef rescue brigade, um, which basically goes out into the reefs after major weather events and 
repairs the reef. Like a lot of the reef that gets knocked off is still alive and can be patched back onto the reef. Um, so there's a group of people doing this on the reefs off the coast of Tulum and Playa del Carmen and Cancun here. Um, and it's actually being paid for by an insurance program, which is a kind of a new, brilliant. a new innovation that governments are basically paying into. And then when there's a certain amount of damage or there are certain triggers, the insurance pays out in this, in the case of hurricane Delta, it paid out $850,000, but then Zeta hit soon after, which actually stopped their work and unfortunately did not pay out. So we're seeing like how climate change and these extreme weather events hitting so close to each other can actually build onto the damage and build onto the damage to ecosystems. Um, so that's important to keep in mind. And also something that, you know, I've been learning about this um, ecosystem services is what this is kind of called, which is like putting a value on nature, which allows you to pay out by insurance, but it also um, kind of disconnects um, the natural world from, from like, you know, disconnects nature and ecosystems from their, like the purity and the purpose of nature and turns it into a financial thing, which has positives and negatives. And in this case, I actually saw in this article that people in the community, because now there's a financial value on nature, we're valuing the reef more. And there's people who like a tour guide was interviewed saying, that now he never thought about this, but now he's involved with the brigade and he's learned so much about it because he saw wow. this new value being placed on the reef financially. You know, I mean, money talks in this day and age. So there's definitely two sides. Um, but this is an amazing case of people putting in time to repair ecosystems and to, to you know, do things to combat climate change. Without the reef, there's no beach. Without the beach, there's no tourists. So this is important. And this is something that I think people need to be considering when they're going down to these, you know, to these exotic places to party, you know, like it's not just impacting you, it's impacting communities there. And then it's impacting the world because climate change impacts everybody. What a beautiful brain, Coral. Yeah. Coral is so beautiful. We got to protect it. Love Coral, man. Um, one more thing, just briefly before we hit our Bandcamp song of the day and Byron, um, the federal government executed a person for the first time since 2003. Um, I believe it's only the third federal execution ever. What? Um, only three people, sorry, in the last 30 years, only three people have been executed by the federal government. The last time was 2003. It had been kind of, you know, decided informally that we were not gonna execute people. In the middle of a pandemic, in the middle of the election drama, our so-called president and his so-called attorney general, who actually he's now fired because he, he he didn't agree with he didn't agree with the president about the election being stolen. Can you believe this? This guy like just <laughs> this guy kissed B. Brown no so hard and then got it. I mean, it's just unbelievable. This guy, this this guy, this guy, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. Brandon Bernard was was sentenced at 18 as an accomplice in a murder. And he was on death row then for 20 years. And according to many people, you know, it was very reformed. And like, this is why, you know, when you're 18, you don't get, maybe you go to jail for a, a lot of your life, but it's, you know, do we want to rehabilitate people and allow them back into, you know, so they can function in society again? This is such a huge problem with our criminal justice system here in the U.S., man. We got to get rid of the death penalty first and foremost, but we also got to have some serious criminal justice reform. 
And one way that that's being pushed through is the Breathe Act and um, hashtag Breathe Act or just Google Breathe Act. And that's in response to a lot of the issues with law enforcement we're seeing and a lot of the issues with the criminal justice system. So do some look work on the researching the Breathe Act and get involved, man. We need criminal justice reform here in the U.S. Um, it's really important. Shout out to Give a Beat, an organization we work with on using music to help rehabilitate um, people who have been convicted of crimes and are trying to get back into society. So, yeah. Um, and now on to the music. It's time for our Bandcamp Song of the Week. The Bandcamp Song of the Week. Shout out, James. Earl Jones. So, you know, in between all my studying for my finals, I've been like slowly walking through the Bandcamp new UK garage rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so much awesome new UK garage coming out. And this is a new jam from LB and Juiceman. LB is one of my all-time favorite garage producers. If you check out his Bandcamp, um, he has posted a bunch of classics on there over the last year. His biggest so. record is um, like biggest classic. What's what's up? What do you think LB is? What's one of your favorite LB classics? Um, well, he's got Juice Records. I mean, sorry, Goats Records. Um, and. I don't remember the name. Let me find the name of the first one. I mean, my favorite LB track actually is called Digital, which also features Juice Man. Came out in the early 2000s. Um, was on Locked On. Was a big, big oh, two-step. Moving into dubstep hit. but um, It came out on Locked On or it got licensed? Yeah, it came out on Locked On, right. I believe. Um, so he's been collaborating with Juice Man, the MC, for a minute. And this is a new Juice Man and LB. Uh, it's been great to see LB come and popping back up again. So let's check it. Check it. LB's like the king of the, sw the swing, man. Two-step swing. The Roskin music in the house. Sick, I can get see no matter where I roll. 
Spitting, pimping, bubbing, hydro. Back to repeat, so face like one police slow. It's like we come from below. Six feet deep when the zombies creep slow. Go cinematic, you'll be starting a creep show. We drop the car, we drop the sequel. Mash up the place and we're to be legal. We trash up ready. We have the dance, we are big, bad, and heavy. Yeah, I did an order of like $30 of digital garage dams on Bandcamp. Looking forward to getting my uh now as we move that as we enter CJ three thousand here. one of them. So at least I'll be able to come. Did you like that old school Serato style where you just have like one deck? Like I'm 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 so proud of Serato on my turn table. Or you could just use that CDJ echo out every song. Yo, is this like is this slower? Is this like real slow? No, it's that like swingy makes it feel halftime. I think it's one thirty. Really? Feels like one thirty to me. Yeah. We have to bring up the BPM counter. Hmm. That could be Um, a segment on our show. Guess the beat. Guess the BPM. Guess the BPM. (laughs) Guess the BPM. I think that's let's run it. You can play some clown step drum and bass, which is always got that weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, let's bring in our special guest from Birmingham, Alabama. There he is. Hey, what up, what up? And only. What's good? What's good? What up, Byron? Yo, what up, Byron? Chilling, chilling, man. You know, chilling. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, Vogue, that Vogue hat in the Louis Vuitton case. Yeah, right. man, flexing right passion. <laughs> what you got on the wall there, man? Oh, yo, man, I'm just in my homie spot, man. He let me oh, use okay. the spot, man. You know, he, he back here eating, man. You know what I'm saying? What Chain. up, man? Hey, what up? What up? <laughs> Welcome to schmoozing. It looks like uh, it looks like he had like uh, you know some uh, restaurant menus. You said some restaurant menus. <laughs> <laughs> some notes, yep. some some, some um, overdue bills, poetry, you know, some usual motivational quotes. quotes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, man, yeah, we we you know what came up in our intro we were talking about is so you're 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 hit, you're talking to us from Birmingham, Alabama, right? Oh yeah, I'm in Birmingham, Alabama. That's where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. This is where you're from, right? Oh, that's yeah, that's my original home. That's where I'm from, Alabama. Yeah. Are there any other house producers from Alabama that you know? 
Hell no. <laughs> it's none. <laughs> I'm like, really, it's like I'm an alien here, you might well say. It's, it's not because here, Birmingham is more like folk music, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, and you know, it's the home of Sun Ra, the home of Sun Ra. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, Sun, Ra, Sun Ra is from Birmingham, Alabama. His grave, Incredible. his grave is right up the street from my grandparents. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, Sun Ra, yeah, yeah. So he's the most connected to your music from, from Birmingham, Alabama? Yeah, he's the most connected. He's wow. The, he's the second alien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I mean, he's he's one of he's definitely one of our favorites. So. Oh, that's what's up. He's one of our- Eli, what's the film that we saw at Tamara's house in Places the Place? Places the Place. Place. Oh my God, what a strange film! So cool. Yo, yeah. let's bring that. Let's bring that up and run in the background for a minute. It's oh, so, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Just bizarre. Yeah. Like talk about art film. I know. Talk about ahead of his its time. He Dude, really was. He was super ahead of the time. Like really so cool. cool. So yeah, are there mem- are there members members of the orchestra that are like still in Birmingham that are in the music scene or did they spread all out? They kind of spread all out. Majority of them went up to because I made a trip to Philadelphia. I went to Philly. The uh, house is up there in Philly. But wow, it's still music. We had one guy that played, but he ended up passing last year. And he was oh, my man. teacher. He the one that taught me piano and everything. Oh man, sorry. You know I mean? So yeah, yeah, no, that's, it's that's tough. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. A close. That's a close connection. But, but yeah, he was up there. He was like ninety years old. And he played in Duke Ellington band. So yeah, this what? guy. Yeah, Duke Ellington band. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> Talk about the uh, original pop act. I know, right? Seriously. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just have to. Ali Duncan is asking if there's any house music parties in Birmingham. Mm, I'm gonna be honest. Not really. Most of the time, I have to go to Atlanta if I'm doing parties and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But in Birmingham, Alabama, no, no house parties. I heard back in the day it used to be parties, but you know I probably was like probably ten years old when they were doing it. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Yeah, this is space is the place. How long is the drive to Atlanta? Oh, it's pretty close. Like Atlanta is like two two hours away. Pretty oh, really? Yeah, yeah. But it takes me an hour and thirty minutes because I drive like an eighty and ninety on the highway. So you know, <laughs> who's gonna get you a? Uh, a radar detector for Christmas. <laughs> Dude, radar detector, is that even a thing anymore? Yo, no, our, Sam, Sam still, our homie Sam always has had a radar detector. He still has one. So wow. Oh, my God. I remember you made that look. Yeah, dude. I yeah. saved my butt a bunch of times when we were driving cross country and on our, on, we took it on the, on the, on our road tour, didn't we, yep. Eli? Yeah, the 2004 Soul Club road tour. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so huge that they ain't be like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. They got a, they'll probably radar they probably got radar detector detectors now. <laughs> oh, no, I think they do. I think they do, but now they have the radar detectors technology, they have to keep outsmarting the radar detector detectors. I know. So that's the new thing. But they're not really pulling people over to be honest with you now, especially with all this COVID stuff. They've been policemen kind of chill. They like Oh, just let them pass. I don't want. I don't want to get the COVID. Not yeah. here in Miami. My ass got pulled over, coming from the beach, shirtless, covered in sand, and it's in man. like the bougiest area too. Like I go right by this super bougie area on the way to like the the, the awesome dog beach, public yeah. beach. Yeah. And um, and I was coming over this bridge, and sure enough, I, I think I was only going like ten miles over the limit, like forty in a thirty. And oh, he pulled man. me over, slapped me with a $250 ticket. Really? Yeah. And this was in wow. August. And uh, so I, I went, uh, I hired the ticket clinic 
You ever see those guys? You give them like eighty bucks, court, and they yeah, basically court, they, they go to court everywhere for, for this. Get out of your, get out of your, get out of your. I called the ticket clinic. <laughs> damn, damn. And uh, yeah, they're like, um, just check back in a couple months. And now it's Christmas, and I called them, and turns out the uh, police officer still hasn't put the ticket in the system. Wow, wow. So cool. soon it'll be like past the statute of limitations or whatever the technicality is and hopefully my ticket will be dismissed but can you imagine that your cop pulling people over giving them tickets and yeah, then, florida, they don't even believe that COVID exists, florida. right florida no COVID. there's no COVID in florida, florida oh my god I, that's one thing i hate police man they, they they childish man they playing hide and seek and shit man yeah for sure this guy was like in the bushes with a radar guy. <laughs> hide and seek <laughs> no, the worst one is when they they'll have people this actually has happened to me once, but also I was driving in a car with someone. This happened where they'll have somebody jump out in the crosswalk, and then they'll pull you over for not stopping at the crosswalk. Wow. Like a like a, like a plant pedestrian, yeah, yeah, man. Like you'd be driving, whatever. Then someone would like just jump out in the crosswalk, and you'd have to like you know either slam on your brakes for the person that jumped out in the crosswalk, or you drive through and then they pull you over. Oh, you didn't stop in the cro- for the person in the crosswalk. Damn, that's insane, man. Yo, yeah. okay. Wow. Oh my goodness, Fuck police. Um, but yeah, no, to go back to this Birmingham thing, like, how did you end up getting into house music then if there wasn't really anything or any around you? Um, well, I was going to, um, it was a school we'll called Jacksonville University. I was getting jazz studies there, um, studying for composing. And I used to skip college and I used to go to Atlanta and I used to go to Atlanta a lot. And I ended up just me and my homeboys, we just go to these parties and stuff. And Atlanta is kind of dope because, you know, you got these house parties, and then they got like trout. They got like the outcast trout. It's just every. It's like a like a melting pot. So mm-hmm. I go to these parties, and I end up running into Kai Alsey, and Kai Alsey pretty much put me on house music. You know what I'm saying? But to be real, I wasn't doing house music that long. I, I mean, I played jazz. I was hip hop first. You know what I'm saying? Really into J Dilla, DJ Premier. You know what I mean? Like straight hip hop. But yeah, I got into the house through um, Kai Alsey. Which he's from Detroit, but he moved to Atlanta. You know what right. I mean? Atlanta, he's right. like the ill connector. That oh, like, yeah. Really. So many right. paths lead back to Kai. Yeah, he yeah. really connected me, man, because that's Pretty how I got started. He connected me with that Theo Paris project I dropped. And from that Theo Paris, it was like, boom, it just started going up from then. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, if you get the Theo cosign or the Moody cosign, it's like, you're just good. That's you it. You already know. You, you know <laughs> And I was kind of talking. A lot of people thought that I was from Detroit. They was like, "You from Detroit?" Even with the Jeff Mills project, it was like, "You from Detroit?" I'm like, "No, Alabama." Birmingham. Oh, wow. It's a strong. You got the strong Kai. So you've got that strong NDATL connection from Kai. Yes. I, I feel like we got to you through um through Amp Fiddler though. Oh yes, it was through Amp. Yeah, through Amp. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah, it was. Shout Amp. out to Amp. Oh. I miss Amp, man. Me yeah. too, man. For real. Serious. It's been a while for real. Oh wow. Everyone. Shout out Amp. I don't know if I don't I don't I don't think you're watching, but we miss you, dude. <laughs> yes, we do. Oh my god, he can hear us, man. He the one thing I gotta anyway. say about him, he take care of his stuff, man. Like I always be feeling with like the vegan smoothies, man. He don't complain, man. <laughs> yeah, it, man. Yeah. Like I mean, for his age, he really like yo. He be he be doing a damn thing, man. Big up the. It's really crazy. When I found out how old he was, I was like, what? I was tripping too when he told me his age. I was like, "What?" I made me feel bad. Like, damn. It's because he's in better physical shape than the three of us put together. <laughs> he's ripped. <laughs> he eats yeah, clean. Yeah. Um, clean living. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I miss Detroit in general. I mean, you have you've kind of like embraced that Detroit connection because you have these two what up though 
What up, though? EPs, right? That's like oh, yeah, oh, yeah, what up, though? Right? And what's so crazy, I really got the what up, though, from because I was a beat slum village head, man. And Jay Dilla, mm. I listened to the volume, and he always be like, What up, though? You know what I'm saying? I was really a Dilla head all day, man. Like, serious, YG, you know what I'm saying? All those guys, yeah. man. Yo, yo. That goes back to Amp, too. He's like credited as given for giving uh, Dilla's first MPC. Yes, he did. Right, right. Yeah, it's wild. But also, like, YG now being such a such an amazing i mean he's always kind of done a bunch of different kinds of music but really gotten his chops now as a house techno well, i know right it's crazy he be made sometimes when i listen to production i'd be like oh shit i gotta work on some shit so good he's incredible and then also i mean have you gotten a chill with to, with with dez and oh no Dez, somebody always want to kick it with i never got no chance to kick it with dez never met him never got a chance to meet him but big fan of dez oh my yeah. god yeah dez is true He's, I mean, he's a great example. There's not a lot, like, I mean, you talk about coming from hip hop, but then, you know, really embracing electronic music. Like, Dez is so accomplished in both of them in such an amazing way. I mean, like, to have been Slum Village's DJ, and then also to be, you know, Andres, who's put out so many of these seminal house records, is pretty incredible. I know, yeah, super incredible. Crazy, man, for real. <laughs> and his DJ skills are just like, Crazy, yeah, super crazy. Dez always wanted me, Dez, man, for real. Hopefully, one day I get a chance to meet him. I wouldn't be surprised. I know, right? <laughs> Yo, speaking of Detroit, shout out Dan Bain in the house. What up, Dan? Dan Bain in the chat room. Yeah. So, you talked about going to school for keyboard for for jazz and for playing keyboards, and that's something that's actually was. I first saw you on this fact magazine feature where it's like the title is have them bring it up he's in a flash uh, <laughs> this is like a short little video i think we should just watch this and then talk about it because i feel like you just captured this amazing way of playing funkier funkying your your keys up i know right serious for real it's like the it's like the cheat it's like the cheat code for funkier keys he's <laughs> uh, 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 a cheat code <laughs> Let's see if we can get that up. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see that. Bring that volume up, Chris. Yo, what's up? This Barney Aquarius is about to give y'all, you know what I mean? I can't give y'all tips, but I'm giving you a tip basically <laughs> to um, kind of change your mindset <laughs> and how you're creating and things you can apply to your production. Not saying you can apply it the way I did it, but you can take it to a whole different vibe. Basically, just to tell you about the Juno 106, I like it because the presets, but not only that, but I like to apply like, let's say it's a preset right now. Regular preset. I like to play with the frequency and play with the resonance. Kind of give it more like a funkadelic apartment sound. You know, I just keep messing around with the frequency and I mess with the resonance. And I love playing with the envelope. And then play with the attack. Now I give you that funkadelic sound. And then also you can Nasty. use the chords and make a nice So what I'm basically saying, when you're using any synth, even if it's the Juno, always get creative, start messing with the frequency, the resonance. I'll tell anybody you want to really get to know your synth, get real deep. And I mean, 
now it used to be back then you didn't have the internet now the internet make it so easy you can just go to these old joints that was like in the 80s and watch like but i tell anybody study yourself this is just something right here and i use this for pads but yeah that's just you know a tip just to tell you and also use guitar you know guitar pedals that's a great thing to kind of change your sound and give it a different vibe so always Jeez. think creative don't just stick with the preset be creative Lazy ass producers, lazy. Oh my, oh my, oh my God, it's crazy to watch that video, man. It looked like I was in a lot of states in London, man, for real. <laughs> what? Uh, whose studio was I that? Your studio? studio? That's out in London. Oh no! Oh, uh, this was in yo. That was in London, man. That was on um, Big Up to Secret on um, Sundays. That was their studio. You know what I mean? Um, they let I was super cool with them. Every time I came in, they just let me use their studio all the time. So yeah, yeah. it was cool. Yeah, yeah. What is that? Um, those monitor speakers look crazy. Those wooden brown ones. I think they, they told like me have like a twelve-inch woofer. Oh, yeah. or something. It's crazy. They <laughs> said they got them. They said they got them from BBC, like back in the day. Oh, you know what I'm Way back in the day. You know what I mean? So, nice, man. Crazy, man. Dope. I've been like looking to like upgrade for live streaming and DJing and get some new speakers. So I've been like looking through old because you can get like amazing deals on speakers that used to be eight hundred thousand dollars that are now like you know 150 200 bucks get yourself an old amp and you can be like really sitting pretty <laughs> yeah i know right you're in the game like, i couldn't believe what's turning up looking at like craigslist and offer up and shit well no i know you, i'm you in the market for something like that well no i don't blame you though <laughs> i mean in the, in the uk some you know it was our friend Alex Morris, Invader Studios, who's like put me on to you can you can sign up and when BBC or other like broadcasting companies or like big yeah. production houses are going out of business or whatever or trying to sell gear, they have big auctions. Oh. So you can actually buy a lot of amazing stuff and especially things that aren't like what producers would think of first and foremost, you know, like music or like video or like movie producers. Right. So things like radio, you know, a radio compressor, but that you could still apply to yeah to, to to music but like it's a lot is is really affordable maybe those speakers that's how they got those speakers or something like that you know pretty dope sure, sure, right. it's yeah. pretty dope yeah you know you actually you did another video in that it must have been in the same session huh when you did that against the clock for fact Mac? oh yeah so, yeah that was the same session it was in the same session so let's let's bring up that one too just real quick yeah. um this one we can just leave quiet in the background and talk through it and then bring it up later but this like you're you're there's Your keyboard skills shine through on this one. We can talk like at the beginning is just the, getting the beats in there, which is cool. But like you know, it's really the. Yeah, the keys definitely. I, I think that, that that sets me apart from everybody for real. Man. Yeah. So that's like you you that's like you start you grew up playing keys and that's you studied it in school and that was your path into music. Oh yes, yeah, that's how I started, man. Um, I started classical music, you know, playing Beethoven, Bach, Debussy, that type of stuff. Then after class school, then I went to jazz studies, and then after jazz studies, then I just started venturing into different styles of music from there. Yeah, yep. I guess jazz is like a good, is a foundation for every, every kind of modern, modern music at this point. Sure. I know, right? No, like really serious. For real. yeah. <laughs> if you know the jazz changes, you're kind of good. Oh no, yeah, that's all you need. You know that you're good, even if you just know two or three. There's three changes, bam, you, you, you know. Byron, I've been taking lessons again. 
through a a, profe- a a teacher named Sharp Radway. Big big shout out to Sharp, who's a teacher that Amp put me in touch with. Yeah, Amp, yeah. Amp, Amp started taking. He's going to be taking lessons with him again in Jan- in January. He said anytime he gets a chance, he'll like get a refresher because Sharp is nice with the gospel jazz for sure. Damn, but he's bro. opening up my mind. Oh Can't wow! Believe it. I know you've been enjoying the classes though, man. Yeah, he's got me getting into the doing getting deep with modes and crazy chord chord voicings and it's a there's a lot of fun and i know it's going to be crazy especially when you apply that to y'all already be making dope production so i can imagine oh, thanks, you had it to your production oh yeah it's gonna, it's gonna, it'd be some next level type of shit man you know yeah I mean? we had a nice little jam together in uh in amsterdam with tom trago that was a lot of fun Oh man! Oh my God! It was super fun, man. I miss those times, man. Damn COVID, man. Fuck that. (laughs) I know. He's got me cracking, cracking open a couple of those. A couple. Remember the slower one we did with like the kind of Donald Bird feel? Oh yeah, that joint was super dope, man. Yeah, that was fun, man. So, see if we can't finish that that one up. Here we got the keys. And you know, one of sex movies. If there's like one cinch to have in the studio, then maybe that is one. I know, right? Well, you got the Jupiter now, Eli. I mean, that's the that's like the that's the step up, right? Do you know what I'm saying? It's like the catalog. The, Jupiter is like the, the double, roll. triple. The, that's the El Dorado. <laughs> Wait a minute, you got you got a Jupiter? We 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 were smart enough to to buy one in like Tokyo, like. I don't know, seven years ago, eight years yeah. ago now. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. when it was still, it was still kind of affordable. Like we basically spent our whole money from that that tour on buying the Jupe. But we're like, you know what? Fuck it. We didn't have that many cents at that time. We're like, let's just fucking do it. Let's like take the take the dive, and you know, it's more than doubled in value since then. Oh, uh, big time! We got that for under five, and now it's closer to twenty. Wow. Yep. We good, man. And yo, actually, Dan Bain in the house, he's gonna appreciate this the story that that so so it sat with me Byron for a while in New York and then I moved to Miami it came with me to Miami and uh, I ended up getting my hands on a Prophet X thanks to my girlfriend and Eli and my parents for a great birthday present yes and I was like look Eli's been deprived the Jupiter for so long let's set him let's set the Jupiter free so I so Dan Bain helped me work because he works in shipping logistics he helped me send the thing north from Miami to upstate New York, what? except FedEx put it on the wrong truck, ah, and the Jupiter shit. ended up in like Montana. <laughs> ah shit, damn! <laughs> Got lost. Dan's like, dude, you're not gonna like this. Oh, Jupiter's missing, and I was like, oh, did they have kidding? a phone? Did they have a phone? All boxes. Yeah, of course, it made oh, it. Okay. Of all the times for of all the times for something to get shipped to the wrong, like to get have problem with shipping, it's like the time you ship the most expensive thing you're ever gonna ship in your whole fucking life. Ah, Yo, let's let's bring let's bring up the volume for a second, and then we got a, a question from the chat room. But let's let's check out let's just check out this this plan for a second.
Yup. Who's that guy geeking in the studio with you? Oh, that's my homie, man. Homie Brandon, man. What yo. up, homie Brandon? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on the he was on the apron release that I did with Pumpkin Eaton, man. Yo, yo. Hi, my name is Steve Stein from Guitar. Oh, no. Yo, Steve Stein. Uh, there he is. Dude, he looks like Nick Kroll doing an impression <laughs> of like I was like, what? I was like, where did he come from? <laughs> he looked like a parody of himself. I love that guy. Yeah, Who's that guy? <laughs> so we got we had a question in the chat room. I forget who it was, but somebody asked, what are what are tips for writing music quickly? Jeremy is asking. Jeremy Grieve. Jeremy Grieve. I mean, I'll tell you from watching um, this clip. How about slay it the first time? <laughs> oh, from making music quickly. Um, I, I give a, okay a good thing. Um, so he's saying for just making music quickly, just writing it quickly. Yeah, that was his question. Yeah. Um, for writing quickly, man, I just say usually. Let's say when you, I, I kind of like this. Like when I'm in the studio, I use Ableton. So I kind of like to just jam. I think a. A dope thing is I think when you're making music and you think too hard, that's when the ideas don't come out right. So I, I recommend just have your synth or whatever you're using. If you got your MIDI, whatever, just create and, and don't think about it. You know what I'm saying? Just play. Even if you're not a player, just jam, just play and vibe it out. And I think what you do, record a whole bunch of stems or if you're using logic, just record a whole bunch of ideas and come back to it. That's basically writing. You know what I'm saying? You just want to get the idea out right at that at that moment and not think about it. You know what I'm saying? Then you can come back to it and, you know, choose from there. But that's usually how I write. I kind of like to just vibe out and freestyle, you know what I'm saying, improvise. So that's, that's that's the tip that I got for you, just improvise, but it takes a lot of practice. I'm not a lot. You know what I'm saying? A lot of I practice. Mean, to, play, to play like that, it takes a lifetime, my friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It, it takes, yeah. But I'm not going to lie. It's a little better now, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to lie. Cause back then I had teachers, but man, you got YouTube now, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? YouTube, a lot of people be sleeping, man. There's so much stuff you can learn from YouTube. You know what I'm saying? And just sit back and learn. You know what I'm saying? Like the, is thing there about, a- the thing about Ableton too, like with Session View. I mean, even before we had synths or before you know, we, before you know, we, we could play anything. It was like always just playing around with loops, 
experimenting, getting a lot of different loops going in session view, and then you can play around and turn that into a song. Like you said, it's like getting those ideas out, whatever they are, even if they end up being bad and you don't use them, it's really the key to, to making music quickly. And it's like, yeah. and sometimes it, the, less, the less you have to do that is actually makes it faster. Yeah, and actually I learned a lot when I was in Detroit and I was up there with um, Danone Porter, which is Eminem producer. And when I was up in Detroit, up there working with him, Alchemist was in the studio. So we had to crank our ideas quick. You know what I'm saying? We just had to create, you know what I'm saying? Right. So I can't say by working with him, that really did kind of make me work at a fast pace. Because, you know, when you're making mainstream music, they just be like, hey, listen to Rihanna, boom, and you got to hurry up and make make some shit real quick. You know what They I'm want saying? it to just sound like whatever it is, the reference track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you just got to be creative, you know, stuff like that. But it, in a way, it's kind of dope being in the studio because you have four different rooms, but it challenges you because you got other producers. So it makes you be like, yo, I got to get on my shit. So you wow. just need to play something, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like the, the beat the beat production off, uh, no, studio right. off. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Now you don't even need that big studio and SSDs and all that shit now. You can just do that shit in Creole now, you know what I'm saying? Sure. <laughs> so it changed. Well, you- was this recently you did that, or this was like back in your oh, head? Oh my god, I did that. I was in the studio. I had a contract. I was signed with Danone. It was like 2008. I had a contract signed with them guys, man. So you were already spending time in Detroit. You already had a Detroit connection before. before. Correct, but but it, but it wasn't house music. It was up there right, right. hip hop. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It's funny. I mean, it's funny how like I feel like Detroit. Like if you there's something about the energy in Detroit, right? It's like if you once you're tapped into the Detroit energy, it's like it becomes part of, of your identity as a, as a musician, as an artist, as a person too, you know? No, no, serious. Uh, You're right about that. No, serious for real though. It's a city that gives like, you know, if you give your energy to Detroit, you get it back in a big way. It's a really beautiful thing. But I admit the time when I was there, like 2008, it's, it's like, I love the griminess. You know what I'm saying? It's just the way it looks, man. It inspired me. But at the same time, during the time when I was up there, it was crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? You can, you can get robbed super quick. You know what I'm saying? You, you can just pull up at the gas station like that. I mean, oh, now, definitely I mean, now I'll be hearing people say, you, you know, on those blocks, you see people walking dogs now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Kind of like, like Greenpoint in New York. You know, they say how it completely changed. <laughs> totally true. Yeah, no, it's wild. I mean, we started going there around the same time, and it's it was... And I mean, even earlier, to, to, go to, the, to go to movement. Yeah. Post-apocalyptic. The, yeah, the downtown. Like, downtown was just... That's the... First time I'd see abandoned skyscrapers and a lot of them. Yeah. Oh wow. And it's I don't know, it's so inspiring though, just to look at that yeah, stuff, man. That's true. It's weird, yeah. huh? Yeah, I wish I could have had a chance to go to New York when they had graffiti on trains and stuff like that. I can imagine just looking at that stuff, it'll inspire me. You know what I'm saying? Like for real. Totally. Yeah. Well, it might be headed back that way. <laughs> now that everybody left the city. My God. The age of the Rona. <laughs> Yo, my God. Oh. Resident Evil. <laughs> Yo, for sure, dude. Oh my God. Except instead of except this time the zombies are all uh, you know, Tulum Ravers. <laughs> anyway, I think it's kind of it's gonna be kind of dope. I don't know if y'all feel the same way, but I feel like even though we all going through this time, I feel like it's challenging producers and it's making people really learn their craft more. I Amen. think it's taking people to, and I feel like, I feel like when the parties and stuff do get back started, I feel like it's making people appreciate music more. People already appreciate it, but 
people, I feel like when they go back to the party, people going to be like, yo, I appreciate this shit for real now. I hope so. It's not, not, not going to be no hype shit. You know what I'm saying? I feel like people are really going to appreciate the music. You know what I'm saying? You know, we talk, we've talked about this on the show a bit, and we actually talked about it before you came on. Like, I feel like there's there was already kind of before before the pandemic, there was kind of like two two scenes that kind of were building simultaneously, right? The really more, the more commercial, like commercial techno, commercial electronic music has gotten so big. Like the underground has gotten so commercial at this point, right? Oh my God, you know, I agree. Is that what you like talking about before you came on talking about Tulum and how they're still having these huge parties with big DJs in Tulum, even in the middle of the pandemic. And like, but like at the same time, there's like this real underground, really like looking back and looking at the roots of it and looking at, you know, a new respect for like black black artists and American black artists that yes from the whole Black Lives Matter thing now and being locked down and thinking about these things and talking about these things that I feel like is a is going to be this new energy you talk about yeah so yeah. Like but, two, but, but yeah and I agree what? and you're right it's cool but sometimes I feel that's just me saying that some people like when the Black Lives Matter thing came on you had some people that was like just kind of just using it just for outlet. So it was kind of good, but you had some people that just was using it. It's so funny when they ended, people got back to the to the regular shit they was doing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but we don't have to talk deep on that. Y'all, no, we can. Y'all, y'all know what it is. You know what I'm we saying? We like talking yeah. about the politics too. Yeah, y'all, y'all know what it is. That's where we that's where we're coming from. Too. I, mean, like, I think regardless, like obviously, it's it doesn't go like even though it's not really in the conversation now on social media and dance music as much, if at all. Right. I mean, like someone like Ash Lauren has managed to, like to put kind of the the ideas and the history like in a much wider cast a much wider net with it now doing things for beatport oh you know mix mag had like the black the black electronic week or something blackout week or something or blackout producers it was even people messaging me which was kind of crazy this one guy messaged me and was like yo man i need a black artist you think you think you can do this for two hundred dollars? I'm serious, this motherfucker. Said that. I did not I, see my homework said for two hundred. <laughs> I mean, this is like the this is, this is the this is a part of the problem. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, need, I need a black face. Yeah, oh, unbelievable, man. Yeah, I mean, very well, yeah. believable. That's the thing. It's not a surprise. I know, but it's I'm just, serious for real. You know, serious. Fuck. I'd say that I've seen that like since this period of time now a lot of the music that was inspired by or made with this intention of spreading this message is starting to trickle out like uh, for example that DMX crew track that was on the Bandcamp song of the week so I think that while the maybe Black Lives Matter isn't at the forefront of social media posts like it was I think that that the message is still resonating big time yeah I hope so and also I mean I think like what what what's so important now is like how does that then turn into into black ownership and black like and black management and and you know this this more black and black women like Ash like kind of guiding the music industry and oh, having people to ask big shout out to Ash for real Ash been yeah. yes that's like that's something that's come up and we, you know we had her on the show she was talking about this too and and also Eclipse um. And like this, this idea that like that's the key, pushing it forward and making them making it more equitable is ownership and like really and you know more leadership positions and agencies and management companies and record labels. Right, true. That's what we need. So it's not just some somebody hitting you up and be like, "Hey, I need a black face. Here's two hundred dollars." Like that's the, all. The, that's the whole problem with everything. 
I know, like, they, people thinking it's just about, it's, it's not about that. That's what I try to do, man. I just do my best to try to teach people and inspire people, man. And it ain't no difference, like, when you had the older heads and jazz, it was like, I felt like it was ownership then, even when it was Sunrise, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like he was really pushing, like, ownership, you know what I'm saying, on owning your own stuff. And I feel like, I feel like things going to get better, but I feel like we just got to teach each other to, you know, to try to have their ownership now, you know what I'm saying, to know more knowledge, you know what I'm saying? To spread yeah. more knowledge out there that we can do at the moment, you know. Yeah, I mean, there's a new generation of black artists in the U.S. too. Like, I mean, Ash and Stefan in 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 Atlanta, and like Momo Ready, and and there's a whole an Ace moment. Like, there's a whole movement in New York now of younger black artists doing right. doing more techno and like crazy fast sounds. But still, and then there's like I feel like the Chicago footwork scene, and a lot of those younger producers are finally getting their due. Oh, oh my god, DJ Rashad, rest in yeah, peace. Yeah, oh my god, I was the DJ Rashad head all day, man. Yo, yo, Chicago footwork. Shout out to Punk Flex. Mm-hmm. He said, Shout out Funk Flex. He said, Punk Black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Get those shout outs in. I like it. You said Funk Flex. What? I thought you said Funk Master Flex, dude. You, you was like, yeah, when was Funk Master Flex making Flex? <laughs> Yo, Funk Master Flex was the ill house head, though, back in the day. Did you know Seriously? that? Seriously? Oh, my God. You got to, wow. I didn't even know that, man. Yeah, That's yeah. You could find him on, like, some real old videos and, and footage of him doing, like, doing a lot of house stuff, like. Oh, wow, man. That's back, crazy. Back day, that was New cool. York in the 90s, man. It was yeah. all, early 90s was all together. It wasn't pop. before the separation. I mean, that's why it's so cool to see hip hop coming you know, and hip hop producers yeah. are like people like you who who bring that and then connect it with house music and bring that mentality and that understanding. Also, I mean, Eclipse who we had on here, who I mentioned another original hip hop DJ producer who found house music as well. Um, and well, like, I mean, that's it's, it's man, it's genres should not be so separated. You know, like so music is, is getting taken down those genre boundaries. No, true. No, I agree with. You. That actually is a great segue into your apron, your apron EP. Um, because I feel like with that one, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have Chris, our producer, bring up a track here. Um, girls, girls, girls. Of the hey. apron EP. Um, <laughs> and that one, you know, I mean, like that EP is kind of like the perfect kind of meeting point between kind of slower and hip hop styles and more and like you, house styles. You're right, and that's what I wanted to do, man. I wanted to make a project. I ain't want to just make it all house. I want to make it to the point where somebody can keep this record and still have it on them, and they can play different tempos. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And hopefully sit down and listen to it. Let's drop that, Chris. Let's do it. We got a delay? Chris, hey, bye, bye. There it is. Man, the key's on the intro on this. Woo! The motif. Oh, but that one it was the cool. I used the chord, the chord Uno. Oh yeah. Yeah, for that one.
Yes. Nope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but it was crazy how I got inspired through that joint, man. I was listening to some, um, oh, my God, some Kanye West graduation. I know, right? I was like, your haircut fucked up, man. <laughs> well, your, your head look, look a fool, man. <laughs> and I was listening, and I got inspired listening to Amor. Yeah, y'all heard of Amory, man. Sometimes you just get laid too much, and then you get that haircut. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Wait, you just said, said Amory, right? That one yeah. thing, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. That one thing. Yes. Yeah, that's what inspired. Because I'm not gonna lie, I was like, I was hearing her vocals on that track when I was mm. producing it, and then oh, Funkin' yeah. was like, and I was like, um, I was like, I ain't have no vocals, and Funkin' was like, man, let's put this shit on the project. I was like, you sure? He's like, let's put this shit on the project. I was like, okay, cool, then let's do it. Yo, you might appreciate this, Byron. When that track, when one thing came out, Danny Crivet, who is a great. Segway in betweener kind of artists between yeah. house and pop and disco yeah. and everything been around in New York forever. Right, he did a crazy edit of that track where he just extended the heck out of it and so oh, much wow. more organs, so much more organs. Oh wow! Yeah, we got to dig that up. I think we had it. We got it through the record pool. I, I think I had that. Right? I don't know. Not, yeah, I think it came from the record pool. Probably. Yeah, yeah it was. Oh man, I, I've actually played that on my radio show. At some the point, extended mix, yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't heard it in ages. Oh, you can rip it, you gotta rip it. Send it to me and Byron. Oh, yes, oh, please send it. Please. Here it is. Let's put it on right now. We got it on, we got it on, uh, we got it right here. Other thing, well, first of all, that that record, um, that album covers everything for that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so, so dope. Oh, man, let me tell you what's so crazy. It was crazy how we came up with the cover, man. We was like, me and Funkin' was looking at like old Master P covers. Yeah. You know, y'all remember them old covers yep. like when it was yep. like uh, when you had oh my god, hot boys, the ones hot boys, Brandon, they ain't some people. Uh, uh, uh well, three, from three, the old, three, old, old limit camp, yeah, no, three, three, six, six mafia, three, six mafia. Yep, <laughs> so that's yo, that's what really had we came over the cover, and it was like, yo, it was, oh, man. oh, oh, remember when Snoop was on Cash Money, though? Oh. Go-go music. Wait, but where'd you get your drum breaks on, on the apron? Is that is it a sample or someone played it out? Oh, that one, oh my God, I had like, um, it was, it was like a partner of a homie that played drum, and I recorded him on suspension, and I just popped up his drum, you know what I'm saying? Maybe just pop it in the middle. Chris. Yeah, yeah, Chris jump in there. Okay. Like extends the beat and then he has lady fingers with some overdubs. Okay, okay. He's taking up the dirt. This this was produced by Kanye. Oh no no no! Oh my God! Oh my God! The guy his name was 
Harris? I forgot his name. I think he's from Atlanta. If I'm thinking, if I was from Atlanta. I think he's from I think Atlanta or something like that. With the go-go, he's probably from DC. Yeah. Probably DC, yeah. But I think he stayed in Atlanta for a minute, too, when Dallas Austin was in Atlanta. He also produced Crazy and Love, Beyonce, right around the same time. So you said Dallas Austin? Oh, yeah, yeah. Dallas Austin was in Atlanta, too. Yo, did you say Dallas Austin, or did I say Dallas Austin? I said Dallas Austin. Okay, because I I just saw that he just released uh, something new with with, um, Felix the House Cat. Oh, man, wow, crazy, man. Just recently. Wow, that's crazy, man. kind of crazy. Anyway, oh, I, I got to throw this in there. My phone buzzed while, while we were listening to Byron's track, and it's my dad. And my dad's watching the show. Shout out Howard Levine, my, my father. And he says, how come I got to <laughs> tune into your TV show to hear about your misdeeds? What's up with the speeding ticket? <laughs> <laughs> I got caught. I got caught. Dad, I wasn't going that fast. <laughs> it was, They were getting their quotas the end of the month. I, I called the ticket clinic. I called the ticket clinic. <laughs> I gotta send a Hanukkah shout out to uh, to Howie out there. How ha- ha- happy Hanukkah, <laughs> Howie! Oh, happy Hanukkah to you, to Byron. Oh, yo, yo, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> whatever that, <laughs> whatever you guys got going on over there, that's great. I love it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking around. It is the sixth night of Hanukkah tonight. Shout out to all our. Our fellow Jews celebrating Hanukkah. Yeah, that means if you're Jewish, you probably get like a, a pair of socks or a lump of coal or something. <laughs> this is like for secular Jews. You don't like, do big presents. <laughs> I'm just saying Christmas presents. When you're growing up Jewish, all the, all the people doing Christmas, they get the big presents. You get like remote controlled cars and Couple little video things. games and shit. And then it's oh, Hanukkah. Right. You're like, yeah, here's like a frigging tuna sandwich. <laughs> Man, what about the PS5 though? <laughs> no, not, not on Hanukkah. <laughs> Maybe on your birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, man, we get eight nights of candle lighting. Eight nights of bullshit. <laughs> I call bullshit. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we actually, I'm lucky. I'm in, a, I'm in my wife's Catholic, so now we celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah. My, actually, I'm not even like, it's my daughter that's lucky because she gets both. She gets the best of both worlds now. Yo, that's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. I just like the lights. You guys get all the, we might be the festival lights, but. You guys get all the cool Christmas lights. Christmas lights. <laughs> I love Christmas lights, man. Um, where were we? Where were we before we got sucked up? I don't know. We're schmoozing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, we were talking about Amory. We were talking about Dallas Austin, yeah. the new release. He had a new release with Felix. Shout out to Felix yeah. the House Cat. We got to get him on the show sometime. Yo, Felix would be a great guest. Definitely. And uh, yeah, we're talking about music and, and what Byron's been putting out, dude. You've know, been putting curious. out so much, so much music. Twenty twenty, man, unbelievable. Oh, yeah. I, I've been dropping, man. I've been dropping crazy music, man, for real. I have. I know, right? How about the the whole thing with Jeff Mills too? Oh yeah, damn! I almost forgot about that project. That's man. like, I mean, that's that's a ama- that's an amazing project. I mean, like, first of all, it's that's soft, just, man. That's doing anything with Jeff Mills is like the coolest cosign you can probably get. But yeah, it was crazy how he reached out to me, man. He reached out to me on Facebook, and he was like, he he been. He been following me since the beginning, and he always been a big fan of my music. So I was kind of tripping. That's like a, just for me to hear. But at first, I was like, "Yo, this got to be spam." Or something. Yeah, somebody hacked <laughs> Jeff Mills' account. Is messing around. <laughs> just out there breaking hearts. <laughs> I'm a fan of your music. I'm like, mm, this guy, I don't believe this right here. I don't know. I know my music is dope, but I was like, 
but it was crazy. He reached out to me and was serious. He was like, he really, he really want to, you know, invest. And I, he, he gave me the funding. He told me where of a studio. So I chose the studio in Atlanta, um, basically where uh, Outkast recorded their album. Whoa. It's all the big people recorded. And I told him, I said, you sure? Their budget, because it's kind of high. I was like, you sure? Jeff was like, it don't matter. I got it. Wow. And he just booked the session. Uh, he, booked, he brought a Fender Rolls in there. He brought all the gear for me in the, up in there. It was fun, man. I really enjoyed it. Wow. You know what I'm saying? It really was dope. Dope musicians. I got Janet Jackson drummer, Little John, on the project. You know what Whoa. I'm saying? Yeah, so I got I had all the huge musicians on that project. Like he really he, he was he gave me the funding where I can do my thing. So it's like beat love to Jeff Mills for believing in wow. me, you know what I'm saying on that project. And it was dope just to see Jeff in Atlanta, man. You know what I'm saying? Like it was dope. Yeah, Jeff was in Atlanta. Do you yeah, know what that came up? Our friend, uh, our friend Alva Johnson, who who helped us organize the Rave the Vote Atlanta event that you that you did a performance on. Yeah, she actually was talking about this when this is before before I even heard about you doing this Ambrosia thing, or even obviously heard the album. I didn't even you know this was earlier this year, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, known Jeff for a while. He he got connected, and she and she like put him in touch with a bunch of people in Atlanta, musicians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um." When he was there, trying to find, trying to like, you know, start doing these kind of projects and build this Atlanta connection. So that was like we had kind of heard a sneak preview that there was something happening, and then yeah, doing that time, doing that time with this. And then I saw the announcement, and and I mean, so that was exciting. Like, obviously, I love your music, and and then to see you were doing an album with with Jeff's, you know, new side label. Wow. But then, like, to to hear the album, that's like just this amazing jazz masterpiece man right crazy. like you know i'm i grew up playing jazz too like i'm a jazz head and there's been so much great jazz music coming out in general lately but i feel like you you have such a great like your perspective of electronic music and hip-hop it's just like really comes through in a special way on this, this, on this album man. um I'm curious, like, did you did you record it like a jazz album, like all together at the same time, or was oh, it? No, be honest, it wasn't even like that. Um, it started off where I was kind of like just laying little smaller ideas, where I had some musicians to come through my career, other musicians, not the musicians that was there, mm -hmm. and I kind of just kept shooting ideas to Jeff, and he was like, he was choosing. It's like one thing about Jeff, he about perfection. So I can't say that really, you know, you might say Jeff is like a Dr. Dre. You know what I'm saying, basically. Of house music, basically, the way you know, what I'm saying? Hmm. It's just the way he just he, you know, the way he was spinning. He kept, you know, I kept sending tracks, and he was like, "Yo, these the ones." We took it to the studio, got musicians, and then be honest, some of those tracks I created on the fly in the studio. Like I had my laptop, and I just was making some of my headphones, and bam, we we ran it through the SSL, and then we got the musicians to relate to it. And yeah, it was crazy, man. So everything was done at the spontaneous, man. You know what I'm saying? Yo, by by the way, on the SSL tip I saw just like a couple weeks ago, they're selling like a six channel, like desktop thing for like fifteen hundred bucks. You can just get a little piece of SSL. Oh, I heard about that because yeah, they they yeah they've been doing that. And I feel like they're gonna be doing that a lot now. They might drop the price down more lower because I feel like all these companies they really trying to put this stuff where people can have this stuff in their hand now. You know what I mean? Which I think is kind of cool. You could have like your MPC or something, and just if you had like two channels, four channels, or something, just a little thing in your studio, and still get a lot of. Wow, you can't beat that wow, upgrade. Well, I'm good with my Universal Audio. That's all I need. I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> you ate. <Yep>. <laughs> Shout out. 
I'm looking at SSL. They actually are make they make a, a two channel USB audio interface for 280 bucks SSL. That's and crazy. It sits it's on your. Because let me tell you, all my friends got that. Like even guys that's making rap music, everybody like yo, I got the SSL in the studio, man. <laughs> you show up, it's just two channels. <laughs> two hundred dog. <laughs> I still got money to throw in the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> SSL man, bring it to the people for the people. SSL's for the people. It's like if you like <laughs> I don't even know. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's hear a piece of that let's hear a piece of the ambrosia yeah, yeah, release there's, there's one, shout there's, out there's, to um michael stooks in the comments in the chat room what up, what up, also what up? also bigging up ambrosia baby Yo. this is my favorite one i think off their timeless you know something through the beginning Dimensions and different planets, and all the things that we go through is all behind Stand us. Up. But I let you know, baby, your love is so.
nobody ain't gonna get like that. Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Michael Jackson. Woo! <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> Wait, so who's who's playing flute on that one though? Oh, Rashida. Um, uh, my homegirl's Rashida from Atlanta. Like, okay, because was that the same flautist? That appeared in your uh, um, the um, Rave the Vote Atlanta stream. Yes, that's her. Yeah, that's Whoa. her. Yeah, because that was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if any if, if you didn't see it. Byron's set was really tight. We have and, we actually have he, that. We actually have that. We could bring that up too. We got the clip. That's a cool segue. But I love how you how you perform sitting down. I, I love that. Oh yeah, it was nice. That was a sit down, <laughs> sit down sesh. The shadows, man. The shadows. All about the shadows. Yeah, flout shadows. Shadow dancers. (laughs) 
<laughs> looks like she's uh, snake charming from this. <laughs> Shout out to the Zuck. Zero, 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 zero. Yo, 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 yo. Look. Everybody. Thank you, Byron, for, for, for doing that uh, Rave the Vote. Yo, had to do it for the calls. You already yo, know. Man. Respect. Yeah. Yo. Put that Senate. Close. We're get, it's getting. Flip it. I feel like what the, has the registration deadline already passed? Now it's just down to. I thought registration deadline was on the seventh of December. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's nice, but you know, I think the polls are opening really soon. The early voting started yesterday, so if you are a Georgia resident, go vote now. Go vote early in this runoff election. The big one. Byron, you ever mess around with uh, listening to the music of No Regular Play, Greg Paulus, John Camp, these guys? Oh, you gotta send me some of this stuff. I'm send. I should send you some, and uh, you know that could be a, a great future collaboration down the line because you oh, know great. John Camp and I mean and Gre- Greg is such a heavy trumpet player. John oh, Camp, oh, super man. heavy uh, oh, wow. keyboard piano player. All, very much so on the on the jazz tip. So. Yo, yeah. please send my way. I love to I, mean, I love to collab with different people, man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great, man. That's great. Yeah. Hey Chris, let's uh, let's bring that down a bit so we can get chat over it. Nice. Yeah, those shadows behind are so mysterious. Her shadow behind there is so mysterious. She does look like a snake charmer. (laughs) (laughs) Where 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 did that was that recorded? Oh, it was recorded in a homie spot, man. Um, somebody it was a condo. Um. He just this guy do like video, like you know, video stuff like podcast, and he was cool enough to let us use the space. So yeah, much respect to that guy for real. That background, and, you know, Ava set it up, man. Big up to Ava. She really made that happen, man. That was great. You mentioned your agent over here. Well, you actually have the same agent in in Europe. Big shout out to One House. One oh, House. house. Bear yeah, Napa. What up? Uh, <laughs> Dylan, what up? Pick up the Dylan. Yo, 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 I know. Yes, Dylan. Yes, indeed. All those guys, man. They're dope. <laughs> Can't wait to get back over to Europe, man. Oh, oh my God. God, man. How you think I've been I've been going crazy, man? I was like, I mean, it's still cool, but I was like, it's it's just crazy how everything just happened, man. It's like I miss Europe so much, man. I'm telling you, when they when they say go to Europe, I'm just gonna oh, be gone, man. <laughs> Oh man, I miss it so much, man. Unbelievable. I think I think maybe we had a few more trips over the pond, and you were you were like 
just do you know not just getting started because you're you know doing your thing in your own right but i know when we when we met you were kind of getting just getting acclimatized to to the the world of electronic music outside of the country for right, sure. right 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 so right. like i feel like your 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 wings were particularly clipped you know no i agree but uh my goodness yeah where where uh where do you think are, are they starting to talk about gigs for you yet or is that still sort of to be honest, I mean, everybody, they, I think people saying that, but I feel like even with one house is talking to them, like, to be real, yeah. I think that's just me. I think stuff probably will be cranking next year, man. Yeah. And it's not going to be that quick. You know what I'm saying? No, Later, so. late. Yeah, I think, I mean, we're going to have some people, it's some people going to be like, I don't want to take the vaccine. Fuck that. It might be a chip in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Some people might don't. So I just think, like, just with this whole thing, even though we want to get back started, don't get me wrong. Like, I did a party in Philly. But it was in the woods and it was cold as hell. It was a <laughs> lot of people out there. But we all had math on. We had math on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But even New York, I've been hearing parties. So I feel like people still doing parties. But for Europe, to be honest with you, I don't think they might not get they might not get back started till like late, probably like September, next September or something. Yeah. That's what Barry told me. You know what I'm saying? That's what, yeah, that's what Dylan told us too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think like actually yeah, but there may be, you know, there's all those outdoor festivals, you know, there may be something, there may be stuff in the summer. Yeah. There may be some things, but also it's like, I don't want to get on a plane for five, six hours and have to wear a mask the whole time. Like, that shit's, I don't want to do I that. I don't want to be, I, I feel like just being nervous about stuff would impede the creativity of a performance, you know? If you're sure. like uptight, you know, you want to be loose, you know? Yeah, um, it, yeah, it's going to be, it's really different, man. It's going to, it's going to really be a. It's going to have to be some adjusting. I admit, like for that, for the whole thing. Yeah. Do you see? You know that. You know the Flaming Lips, the rock band. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yeah. We know about the Flaming Lips. Yeah. Did you see what they just did? This Probably. bubble, this bubble concert. No. Oh man, let me pull that up. Flaming Lips bubble concert. Yeah. So he's already like known for like performing above the crowd in a bubble. And. uh yeah. Look, everybody's in a bubble. The whole crowd. Did you pull that up? The whole crowd's in a bubble. Look at that. <laughs> Randy, look at this. They are in a. <laughs> He's running over me. I'm trying to see Byron the Aquarius in a bubble. <laughs> Whatever goes, literally. Oh my god, like <laughs> Blade Runner vibes. Yo, Blade Runner vibes, right? Isn't that weird? What do you say? What up, man? How you doing? I'm well. I'm well. Nice to meet you. My name's Charlie. Greetings and blessings to you. Blessings right back. Whoa. That's that's wild, man. Isn't that wild? That's one way of doing it. That's one way of doing it, right? I mean, people are... People want to see music. If you got to be in a bubble to see the music, I mean... I don't know. I don't know these guys' music so well, but I I do. I have watched from afar how like they're always on the cutting edge of something crazy. Mm. You know, 
And but that is wild, right? It is creative. However, however you have to do it. You just better hope that you didn't like eat up like oh. a big burrito before the show. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I said real stinky and bubble. You don't want to stink your bubble out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bubble. Bubble. DJ Bubbles. Yo. <laughs> DJ Bubbles. I, I knew a raver named Bubbles back in the 90s. Oh, man. That is wild. Yo, Hotbox of Bubbles. Big it's shout also, out, Louis 2 plus 2. Yeah, Louis, where are you at? You, you, are, you, are you back from Berlin? Are you still in Berlin? He moved, he moved, moved to Berlin. Dude. He moved? He moved. He moved, he moved he out there. <laughs> what about holograms? I was always talking about hologram concerts being a big thing, right? So now couldn't like can't musicians come do holograms? Well, I guess it doesn't solve the problem of the crowd all being too close together. I mean, <clears throat> you, you what? So how does I mean if you attend as a hologram as well? <laughs> oh, everybody's. Oh, I guess this is like, all virtual. Well, well, we're getting there, virtual. man. How do what I, do you think, Byron? Would you do like VR performance? You, oh damn! <laughs> Fuck it, I'll do it. It don't matter. <laughs> well, yo, Rockstar, Rockstar Games dropped like a Would y'all do, do, do it? What about y'all? What we do? Would I do virtual? Yeah. I mean, I, I expose, right? I mean, it's just like I want to keep being a performer. I want to keep doing music. I want to keep sharing yeah, yeah. my music. Yeah, if like that's if the be, medium, it's just, it's be, just strange. If I be happen a little quicker than I anticipated. Right. If it be virtual, I want to be. I want to be a Pokemon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> awesome. love that. I want to be Charles on. <laughs> so, so actually, this virtual, sh this virtual shit, like uh, Grand Theft Auto, Rockstar Games launched a virtual club this week. Oh yeah, I heard about that. That's crazy. I gotta check that out, man. Like, I really gotta check that out. Wow, how is it? Yeah, they got um, Moody Man. Yeah, Moody Man's a resident. Wow. Moody Man DJ on on Grand Theft Auto, man. Pretty dope. Oh. Yeah, there's like they they all have you know they made like they're like characters for Moody and kind of music and also Palms tracks. It's oh my fun. god, oh, them rock star chicks. Lacking <laughs> 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 yeah. the virtual, the virtual chicks. Grand Theft Auto gonna be here forever. Look at this Moody Man avatar, though. He's oh, got his man, whole look squad. At this. Oh, my God, man. Oh, my I God. I mean, that's... If you talk about, like, an iconic avatar, you know. Word. Moody Man going to take the cake there. Oh, they actually did. Look at Adam Port's yeah, reason. They knocked it out. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I was tripping. I thought it was Tom Trango for a minute. I, I, was, <laughs> I was like, damn, he didn't tell me about this, man. Tommy <laughs> 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 um, T. You guys, if it was Tom, he'd probably be like chilling in the alleyway after you got out the club. <laughs> Actually, yo, on that same trip that we that when we were hanging in Amsterdam, Byron, then um, I, I went out and visited Tom in in Bergen, and uh, we went by his his homie's house, and oh, wow. he was playing he was playing Grand Theft Auto, and that was the first time that I got an experience of going into that club. And that's a hilarious thing, man. I didn't realize that you had to become a promoter and you had to like figure out how to fill the club. And 
It wasn't until you could like fill the club that you could start booking the big DJs. Ooh, wow, yo, yo, pretty wild. But I'm not much of a gamer, so there you go. Real thing. So there was one more. There was one more song I wanted to to drop in there, which is Cosmic Rain Dance from your What Up Though Volume Two that just came out. Um. I'm curious. This is the name of this. Is this one inspired by, by Model Five Hundred, or is it Cybertron? Cybertron. 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 Yes. 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 Indeed. Yeah. For that one. This is on that. Vibe. That was my question too, because Cosmic Rain Dance. That blah, 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 Cosmic Rain Dance by Cybertron is one of my favorite of his records. A great one. Oh yeah, yeah. It was inspired. I love it. What's so crazy? I stumbled this from a horn. <laughs> well, I'm serious, bro. It was an 84. Byron does Birmingham. <laughs> I saw like Debbie does horn. Dallas. I know that. Okay. 
Man, I see like, I see like, you know, you mentioned Sun Ra right at the beginning. Also, I remember that you have the, the Sun Ra reference on that sound signature on that first EP you did with them. And like, I feel like Afro, Afrofuturism runs a lot through. You have that Sun Ra Afrofuture vibe running through everything. Even your name, Byron the Aquarius, right? I mean, that's like kind of a, that's, that comes up in a lot of your stuff, right? Oh, yes, it does. Yeah. And I've always been, even when I was in school, I've always been like into alien space and time. You know, I always was into all this stuff, coming book, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, this, this, this has been my life from the beginning. Always been a gamer, you know what I'm saying? This has been me. That's cool. Yeah, it comes through. It really comes through as I like put everything together and listen to it back to back here. I'm like, okay, I see the I see the threads. Uh, <laughs> I just had to throw the the link for Cosmic Rain Dance Cybertron in the uh, just so we can just peep it for a sec because it's great... got to be one of my all time favorite Detroit jams. Right. This is like the greatest top line ever. Yeah. <laughs> so funky, man. Craziness, man. I love this record so much. I don't know who's playing the top lines on that. If you think that you think that's uh, Juan Atkins, or it said, looks like on the on the vinyl it says it's like co-written by somebody here. But I just think, man, those guys were so ahead of their time. I mean, for oh me, just, like, for my age, just to be 32, I'm 32. Like, those guys were so ahead of their time. Are you man. kidding? I mean, that said 1981. Woo! That's my birth year. It was on a whole I can't believe level, it. Man. And that's one thing I can't say I miss about music. I feel like everybody, it's just me, everybody sounding like, you know what I mean? It's it's not no originality, you know what I'm saying, where people are doing their thing. Everybody kind of sound like this artist or this artist or mm-hmm. that I feel like then, like, people just was like, fuck it, I'm just going to be creative. You know what I'm saying? They just were making music. You know what I mean? And I mean, well, I think it was also just like this new world of synthesizers, right? It's just like, oh, my God, look at all this crazy shit. I can imagine, man. Like, yo, it's crazy, man. People was, people really was creative, man. Wow. I, was, I wish I was back in that in that time, man. Wish I could teleport to that time. Yeah. Wish I could. <laughs> that, yeah, that time in Detroit must have been incredible. I know, serious. But then there was so many, and also because there wasn't the internet, there was like so many like simultaneous different 
different movements happening, musical movements and like experimenting with synthesizers and drum machines in different ways. Like, you know, Chicago doing it completely in their own way soon after that and New York completely in its own way. And then, man, it's wild. And because, you know, there was time to incubate because everything didn't move as fast as it does now. You're right. I agree with you. That's a good point, man. I mean, but on the same token, we're not as all connected as we as we we're, we are more connected now than we ever could have been back in the 80s. You yeah, know, yeah. Like the opportunity to collaborate, send projects back and forth. I remember yeah. I, when I when I was first starting to hang out with Armand Van Helden down here and he was telling me about back in the day, like before, like <laughs> when you wanted to get your demo or like you get your song mastered and like the idea of emailing a track, he like he at that time he was like, there's no way that this file that I receive on the other end of the email is going to be as quality <laughs> as the original master, you know? Yeah, but of course, it's, it's the same. It's digital, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, so, true, <laughs> wow. so, I mean, but I feel you. The incubation, I mean, that's how a real culture grows, right? No, true. I mean, maybe not. Yeah, I know, for sure, man. I mean, there's global culture. There's cool. I mean, there's amazing things that happen because of the connection, but it's also, there's downsides, I think, too. You're right. You're right. They always got to be. They always got to be the yin and the yang. You got to be. You got. You got to have a balance. Indeed. You know, I agree with you on that. Truth. Sweet man. Well, I guess we're almost on two hours now, but it's been really. It's been great having you in here, Byron, and and for sure catching up. Yo, thank you. I appreciate y'all for you know. What I mean, even just interest, you know, bringing me up on the show, man. Much love to y'all always. Hey, every time, man. Yo. And y'all good people, man. You already know, man. <laughs> oh, respect. I got you, dude. I, I hope we can rock a party together soon. Oh, no. Yes, sir, man. Oh, hopefully. And, I, man, forget a party, man. I want to get in the studio with y'all. Man. Hey, oh, yes. hey, man. I mean, I love this party, too. I want to get in the studio with y'all. Let's make it happen. Let's, Let's make it happen. It. I mean, sure. yeah. No, definitely. Once things are running again, either in Miami or up in New York, we'll do one of the two. Hey, or oh, we could just start ping-ponging and talk about technology. <laughs> sure. Damn. Hey, I'm just saying. I'm down, man. Let's I'm do down. it. Where, where do you record when you're in uh, Alabama? Um, I got I got my own space and stuff where I got all my equipment. You know what I'm saying? Like, my, I got a, um, a Prophet Sticks. Um, a Juno Alpha. I know you got that Moog. I'm, that's I'm sub thirty-seven. About to, I'm about yo yo, and I'm about to get a Prophet Ten. I can't wait for that drop. And I don't try oh, to yeah. get. I don't try to get me a Mellotron. I'm so happy that the oh grant, grant money dropped in, so it's going down. Oh, whoa, <laughs> okay, that's great. <laughs> yo, try amazing. To Did you you qualified for an artist grant? Oh yeah, I was able because um I have my own business. So in Alabama, they end up giving two hundred million. So small business Woo! and on none. Yeah, yeah. So I'm happy exactly. about this. Hear this, folks. That's who needs your money, man. That's who deserves your money. That's amazing. I mean, it's, it's good. On some states, I love it. Yep. It's good that states are stepping in since our federal government is not doing shit. I know, here right? In Florida, like, they do. Here in Florida, they just give you a Cuban sandwich. And a kick in the nuts. <laughs> man, that's crazy, man. That's one thing I am happy I'm in Alabama because it is. <laughs> that's the only reason. <laughs> but, yo, it was so good talking to y'all, man. Much love, man. And, um, no doubt. Yo, we going to get up. Y'all already know. Right, man. For sure. Everybody that was on the show to check the show out, man. Much love to all y'all, man. For real. Right. Rocking on here with us, man. Thanks for dropping in. Talk to you soon, Byron. Okay. Peace. 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 Dope. Nice, man. So much great music out this year. I look forward to the next. Hearing new, laugh. even more new music, I'm sure, is on the way. Prolific. I love laughing with that guy. He's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Byron's great.
Um, dope. What do we have next week? Next week we got Afriqua. Oh, oh. Michael Stukes, shout out Michael Stukes, Ali Duncan. Everybody sending those closing shout outs. Thank you all for tuning in. Dr. Dance in the house. Oh, Shar, what up? What up? Um, Dan Bain. Um, so yeah, next week we got Afriqua just dropped an EP on Soul Clap Records. We're going to chat with him about that. Um, and man, we're coming up on the, on the end of the year, dude. I think next week might be our last show of the year. <laughs> it's been a yeah, great year pretty, for schmoozing. <laughs> great year for schmoozing. I mean, whatever else happened, at least this has come out of all this, man. Totally. totally. Great to have a chance to just schmooze once oh, a week. Can we talk about like starting January 1st on the Soul Clap channel? Oh yeah, man, for Start sure. Talking about that. Start talking about that. Yeah, so we're we're gonna be rolling out. We're gonna be rolling the beats, be turning the Soul Clap Twitch channel, Soul Clap Music Twitch channel into a home for lots of different streaming, um, more DJ sets, more talking, schmoozing, more discussions, more creative time, um, more art, whatever. Yep. So yep. follow the Soul Clap Music Twitch, Soul Clap Music. Um, so, yeah, we're still making some final decisions about what, when, and how, but the, there'll be a new schedule that we'll reveal very soon. And we're going to do a lot of this, schmoozing yeah, and more. Schmoozing. I think I'm really looking forward to to this, like, just hanging out, going through records show we're going to do at some point. Oh, yeah. We got, we're going to do our DJ Cookbook show. That'll be dope, cooking and music boop, together. Boop, 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 boop. Some more art stuff. Man, actually, I had a great idea. I mean, we might as well just talk about this, which was, you know, like wanting to do this like reunion Thursdays based on our old parties in Cambridge or like Middlesex vibe, kind of more open format. What if we like had guest DJs from Boston and like trying to how to be a Boston community kind of show? That's so fun, man. And have Sammy Soaks promote that, promote it. (laughs) Amazing. That'll be fun. So shout out to the Bean. Yeah, Cambridge. Jason on the Charles. Middlesex, Phoenix Landing, all our people up there in Boston. Um, yeah, so yeah, we'll see you guys next week for Afriqua, last show of the year, and um, stay safe out there. No doubt. And uh, what's our vinyl thoughts, Charles? Yeah, good news. Vinyl thoughts back. I figured out how to plug in a, a gosh darn camera. <laughs> no, I got my whole DJ setup going, rocking in this room right behind me. And uh, look, you know, we were talking about Byron the Aquarius, talking about Detroit talking about his video for what was it fact mags fact magazine where he was showing how you can turn a juno 108 into a fat funkadelic sound you know we love all things p-funk on this show so without further ado recorded at united sound studios in detroit parlet with the pleasure principal we'll pull it up and see y'all next week yo if you are united sound um piranha head a big shout out to piranha Another Detroit G on his Instagram. I just saw he did a a string version of Jaguar. He conducted it. It's amazing. Check out Piranha Head on IG, and you sh- it's super inspirational. In the meantime, vinyl thoughts. See y'all next week. Thanks for tuning in. Peace. Bye to the chewing.
Yeah.